Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Now we are joined by Nick Rawlins to discuss new research that has found that eastern moas responded differently to climate change than other moa species. Through analyzing ancient DNA of the extinct eastern moa, research found that the birds altered their distribution as they faced climate change. We're now joined by Dr. Nick Rawlins, a researcher and author of the study and director of the paleogenetics department here at the University of Otago. Hi, Nick. How are you? Hi. Thanks for having me on. So what was the eastern moa and where in New Zealand was it found? So the eastern moa is a fairly large um, stocky moa with short legs. It was about 80 kilograms in size and females were about 15 to 20% bigger than the males. And its fossils can be found throughout the eastern South Island from Marlborough all the way uh, down into southern parts like Southland as well. And we have a really good idea of um, where they were in in space, so in geography, but also in time, um, how that distribution changed through time as well. Yeah. And so for the research, you used ancient eastern moa DNA. Was this something that has been discovered recently, or did you already have that DNA on hand? So ancient DNA has been around uh, the field for about a good um, 30 um 40 years. The first papers were coming out in the, in the mid-1980s. And so uh, my student, Alex Very, who's now doing a postdoc um, in France, who did all the hard work on this, is we went around New Zealand museum collections, we sampled eastern moa bones, and we managed to, or Alex managed to, extract ancient DNA out of these bones and sequence the complete um, mitochondrial genome. So this is the DNA that's passed down through um, mother to daughter through the female line. Yeah, and in the research it says that the eastern moa changed their distribution based on warming yeah. and cooling. Uh, how was this advantageous to their survival at different temperatures? So eastern moa have a very specific habitat. They, they like um, forest swampland habitats, and during um, the Holocene, so the warm period we currently find our, our cells in, they were fairly really widespread because their habitat was widespread. But when we go to the Ice Age, the height of it, which was about 19 to 29,000 years ago, that habitat basically contracted all the way down into um, southern New Zealand to Southland. And so Eastermar tracked the, the changes in the distribution of that, that habitat. Now, that's one way to survive, but there were definite genetic consequences. They went through a pronounced population uh, bottleneck. You're, the analogy I usually use is you've gone from the genetic variation of the, si uh, the size of Auckland to the genetic variation of the English royal family. Mm -hmm. they've, they've lost a <laughs> lot of it. Um, and only after climate got warm again, after the Ice Age, did they actually expand back out into the rest of um, the South Island. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that bottleneck and that lack in genetic mm. diversity amongst the eastern mm. moa at certain points in their uh, life. Do you think that that might have been related to the species' demise in the end? Um, in New Zealand's case, uh, no. So by the time uh, Polynesians arrived um, in New Zealand around about seven, 800 years ago, eastern moa were really common. They're one of the most mm. common moa you find in um, sub-fossil and archaeological deposits. So they were, they were widespread, but species can survive with quite low um, amounts of genetic variation. And so rather than the ghosts of Ice Ages past um, causing their extinction, in New Zealand it's down to overhunting habitat destruction and predation from um, the Pacific Rat Kiori and the Polynesian Dog Kuri. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that 
these changes in distribution that led to lacks mm. lacking in genetic diversity mm. can be translated to species that we see in New Zealand nowadays? Yeah, definitely. And so one of the key assumptions that's been bandied about uh, when you actually start looking at uh, what caused the extinction of megafauna around the world, so these large animals like mastodons, mammoths, is that if we find out what killed off one animal, then we apply that across all of the animals. Now, that's been shown to be uh, false over in um, studies that have been done in Europe. And in New Zealand, eastern moa had one response, heavy-footed moa, think Cartman of the moa world, uh, went to two separate refugia, one at the top and one at the bottom of the South Island. Um, the mountain goat of moa, upland moa, um, went to four different far-flung compass points of the South Island. So we've really got these individualistic responses to climate change. Now, if we push that forward into how species might respond in the future, what we're looking at is we need to conserve species individually, but also their their habitat. It can't be a one-size-fits-all broad-brush um, approach. So you want animals to have enough mountaintop to move up when climate changes, or enough islands so that, or habitat they can move, because if they run out of island or mountaintop, they're going to go extinct. Yeah. And do you think that this information will be used to help the com- conservation of endemic species in New Zealand as we face climate change continuously? I, I, think, it, I think it will do. So there's a key phrase in geology or in our field that the, the, the past is the key to the present, and I will argue the future. So how species respond in the past can predict how they respond in, in, in the future. And I think we're, we've shown that every species got, is going to respond differently. So we need to tailor our conservation measures um, individually towards species. Thank you. And is there anything else about the research that you'd like to add? Um, seeing as we're on student radio, we have plenty of projects um, available. If you want to come and do a project that can combine archaeology and paleontology and ancient DNA and reconstructing the biological heritage of New Zealand's Tauanga species, just uh, flick me an email or come find me in the zoology department. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.